Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Your host tonight is Victor Trevino. But first up, we have a comic who missed the open mic, and we real motherfuckers down here are muting your radio, so we want to give everybody the time that we can. So everybody give it up for Jermaine Reeves. All right, is this thing on? Test and test is one. Is this thing on? Hello, 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 hello. But uh, yeah, my name is Jermaine L. Reeves, and I was just stating a little while ago, and uh, kind of feels a little bit surreal to be back here because I actually did a radio show here a few months after I got to San Francisco, which was February the 3rd, 2016. Speaking of which, I will have a three-year comedy anniversary show, February the 2nd, that is Super Bowl weekend at Silk's Event Center in Daly City. Uh, there's 12 comedians on the show. We have a vast cornucopia of comedians, as I like to call it. You know, I have all races and faces that's going to be on the the venue. So I invite you guys to come out there and uh, enjoy the show. Now, with that being said, uh, let's see what's going on, man. And I'm just going to get right into it because, yeah, I'm Tab G, the tall, angry black guy. And let's see what's going on. Recently, guys, I'm single. I know nobody gives a fuck. I had to break up with my girlfriend. Come to find out she had a split personality. And I kept getting the one that didn't suck dick. I was like, hey, could you like come back to you? You know what I mean? It's fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, my new chick, she says, hey, let's spice things up. So I put a ramen noodle seasoning pack on my dick. I was like, hey, what's up with that? We good? No? So uh, I said, I'll tell you what, let us do something different. Let's have a threesome. She's like, a threesome? That's cool, Jermaine. And she said it too quick. I was like, it has to be a trick to it. Uh, so she said, yeah, we can have a threesome as long as it's your friend uh, Mark Neuer. He is real fine. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, bitch, you say that again, I'll pull your braid out your hair like one more again. Don't say any of that. And uh, speaking of ladies, man, the other day, a lady was real bold and she was like, hey, Tab G, what you working with? You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, I got a little cookies, a little, you know, kush. What's happening? She's like, no, what are you working with sexually? You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of provocative, but okay. So I told her, I said, yeah, um, I'm built like a baby. You know what I'm saying, Miss Lady? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm built like a baby sexually. She says, built like a baby. Ugh, that seems small, built like a baby. I said, no, let me finish. Now, when I say I'm built like a baby, that's because I'm about four pounds and 11 inches uh so you get it built like a baby no i'm probably the only one that can relate but it's okay but uh i'm just bullshitting because speaking about dick man i got dick problems man you know my dick honestly is only three inches guys you know 
from the flow. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I have those uh, particular problems. And speaking about problems, how many of you guys ever been in a relationship with somebody and, and whatever they do just irritate the fuck out you, whatever, you know what I mean? And you can't stand it. And you're like, mm, fuck, why do you keep doing this shit all the in, the out, the back, the forth? She's like, what? You're like fucking breathing. Why do you keep doing it? Why don't you just stop for a little while? Could you do that? See, you can't even fucking do that. Stop breathing for a fucking little while. But, uh, yeah, let's see what else going on, man. You know, because I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. The world's fucked up to be a minority person of color nowadays, man. It's real fucked up, you know, uh, because we got the Cheeto face president, first of all, in office dividing everybody with his divisiveness. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I knew it was fucked up because the other day I went to pick up my son from daycare. Come to find out all the little white kids in the class had took their little toy building blocks and started building walls around the little white kids. I was like, hey, what are you doing, you little racist kids? Can't do that shit. Throw the Asians in there, too. Yeah, throw the ages in there. But uh, now, as you can see, I don't have a filter. Uh, I'm not PC. I don't have a Mac. I just kind of say what's on my mind. And, you know, another thing that's on my mind is, you know, because I'm going to tell you what's wrong with America, in my opinion, right now. And that is uh, white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or should I, uh, you know, really clarify? Because not all white people. I don't want to, you know, be racist and put everybody in one boat. Because them not the people I'm talking about. Not my good friends like Mark and the rest of my white niggas. But the racist crackers, y'all know the one I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? The ones, in my opinion, are DTM. Yeah, doing too much, doing the most, you know what I'm saying? All the above, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, guys, white people are calling them the police on black people nowadays for the dumbest reasons. Like, absolutely no shit. And it's like, they don't even call the police on niggas no more. They order them like a piece and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, hello, 911, what's your emergency? Now, that should be your cue right there, your emergency, you know what I'm saying? Selling water is an emergency, you know what I'm saying? Barbecuing in the park is an emergency, but I just figured what it was. They need a real nigga like Tab G down at the 911 service, right? Because next time they would call in with that fuckery, I would be on the other end saying, um, yeah, so they was... Starbucks, they didn't buy anything. They're barbecuing in the park. Okay, ma'am, could you get a pen and write this down for me? G A L. Yeah, G A L, and that stands for uh, Get a Life, goddammit, and stop calling this police station with all this fuckery. That has been my time. Tab G, Tall Angry Black Guy, aka Jermaine L. Reeves, and thanks for listening to my fuckery and buffoonery. Good day, then. When is your set over, goddamn? Give it up for Jermaine Reeves, everybody. Everybody listening in your in your apartments. I see Jermaine Reeves here all the time. Your host tonight, I see here even more. I see him around town all the time. He cracks me up, and I want to see him run shit. I'm fucking excited. Give it up for Victor Trevino, everybody. Thanks a lot, Capital. Feel, uh, thanks, Jermaine Reeves, right? Uh, you guys can't tell at home he was wearing a very funny mask <laughs> while telling those jokes. How's it going? Take a seat. We're going to be kicking off the uh, Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse. I'm your host, Victor Trevino. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, for those of you uh, listening at home, uh, I have one of those faces. <laughs> 
I'm realizing that I have a hateable face. <laughs> uh, I don't have good chemistry with baristas. <laughs> like, they don't even ask my name anymore. They're just like, <laughs> just go fucking wait over there, dude. We got you. <laughs> that was true. Like, I, I went to an uh, artisan cocktail bar and ordered a white Russian because I like white Russians. And the lady with the suspenders goes, she's like, no. She says, no. I go, can I get a white Russian? She says, no. I thought I didn't hear her right, so I leaned in and I was like, white Russian? She's like, yeah, dude, not going to make it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, well, what do you got? And she was like, I can make it with almond milk. <laughs> so I took that. It was, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> but uh, it's true, like, at, at the end of the night, she was at the end of the bar, and, like, I flagged her to get my receipt. And she's like chatting up some guy at the end of the bar and she looks over and sees me go like this and she like talks to the guy for a second and then just like waves at me like like this is funny (laughs) she's like this guy orders white russians (laughs) yeah i have one of those faces um i guess i have one of those voices too (laughs) uh yeah no my name is victor trevino i'm actually half mexican half spanish uh, my mother is from Spain, born in Spain. My father is from Mexico, born in Mexico. Uh, but uh, no hablo. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know what the deal is either, guys. <laughs> I guess it like skipped a generation. <laughs> Didn't get that gene, you know. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, <laughs> I used to have my, my white friends teach me the Spanish curse words in high school. Uh, I don't know if you know how embarrassing that is. My friend would come to me, he'd be like, Victor, I'm gonna teach you this word, but your mom and your dad are both fluent. Why don't you speak Spanish? I'd be like, Devin, your mom and your dad are both divorced, and you only know Spanish because you do construction, so fucking (laughs) teach me how to say butt sex in Espanol. No, I was super jealous of Devin. Uh, he's a redheaded kid, did construction, and the Mexicans fucking loved him. He had like the best nicknames. They call him like Wapo, Wero, and Canelo. Uh, if you don't know, that means uh, Wapo, handsome, Wero, light skin, and Canelo is cinnamon. It's the best fucking nicknames, right? They used to call me Victor. <laughs> Victor with like a hard V. <laughs> Like, uh, Mexicans say Big Tor usually. <laughs> they found that V for me. <laughs> they were like, Victor. They used to say it like that. They were like, Victor. <laughs> You're Victor. <laughs> I hate it. I don't feel Mexican. Uh, tried to watch the movie Coco. It's not for me. <laughs> Wasn't into it. Didn't cry once. <laughs> uh, I, like, watched it with all my cousins. And they're like crying and holding each other. And I'm like, I'm trying to summon up something. Like I'm like thinking sadder thoughts. Felt like I was trying to like get an erection. I was like, oh my God. I was like, don't do this to me right now. (laughs) They're all watching me. (laughs) Sad. Um, Not the movie, but. uh, I still eat uh, tacos with flour tortillas. Don't feel Mexican, guys. <laughs> I know I don't look Mexican, uh, which is has definitely been to my benefit this thus far. I understand that, <laughs> uh, but I'm realizing now that I I can pass for Jewish, 
And the reason why I know that is because when I meet someone, uh, they're afraid to talk conspiracy theories with me. (laughs) (laughs) Like it starts off good. They're like, yeah, man, that's what they want you to think. That's why they created the Federal Reserve. And that's why they did 9-11. And then I go, wait, who's they, dude? (laughs) And they're like, you said you were a Trevino? Trevino, right? <laughs> uh, uh, and then they're like, oh, fuck it. Well, this is based on a true story. I was getting my hair cut by a guy. He was talking about very exotic conspiracy theories cutting my hair. <laughs> he was telling me about how I was like, there was like the fires going on. And I was like, yeah, man, global warming's crazy. And he goes, yeah, global warming. He's like, or... It's those nuclear bombs they're setting off under the ocean. (laughs) I really wanted to hear the end of that story, but he stopped his buzzer like mid-sentence, and he was like, he put his hand on my shoulder. This is not a lie. (laughs) Like the whole fucking barbershop got quiet, and he was like, are you Jewish, my brother? (laughs) And I wanted to hear the end of the story, so I was like, fuck no, dude. (laughs) I felt like an undercover Jewish cop. He was like, uh, hablas espanol? Because I told him I was Mexican. (laughs) He didn't believe me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to be doing a couple more minutes, I guess. Well, actually, you know what? I'll bring up my first comic. I'll throw in some bits later. Uh, How's everybody doing? Yeah. Hell yeah. I like your hat, ma'am. Very cool. I like the Pokeballs on the the necklace. Uh, Your first comic is your boy Ethan Quinn. Ethan Quinn. Give it up for Ethan Quinn, guys. All right, what is up? Let's work on some new shit tonight. Yeah. Uh, I have to fly on the red eye tomorrow night. I I hate flying. I get scared of flying like every time. I always have to get like way hammered to just just to get on the plane because no one like sitting next to the guy on the plane who's like, did that sound bad? It's not good. One time I legitimately asked a woman if she thought the plane was going down and she was like, I don't think so. She was like, do you think it is? And I was like, for sure. <laughs> it's for sure going down. Um, I'm going to visit my parents in New Hampshire. That's why I'm flying. And uh, I think my parents are a little insane because they had kids. That seems like a little crazy to me. Um, like, I just see, like, I don't know, like, like a single parent walking down the street with, like, kids on leashes and they're all screaming and crying. And the mom looks like a day away from leaving them at a bus stop. Looks real fucking miserable. And, like... I'm so glad I'm I'm not a woman because I don't have to get pregnant. Like, dude, I I couldn't handle it. I can't even handle having a cold right now, you guys. There's no chance I can handle having a living thing growing inside me. It's crazy. Like, it just sounds like the worst parasite of all time. (laughs) It lives inside you for nine months, steals your nutrients like a fucking tapeworm. (laughs) And then it comes out and it makes you miserable for 18 goddamn years. That's a raw deal. That's fucking rough. Uh, I have too many of my own issues to have kids. I have I have really bad OCD and uh, like uh, it's uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. If you don't know, and like a lot of people think they have OCD. Like people will be like, oh my god, I need all my lipstick and folders and color order on the counter. And it's like you don't have OCD. You're just an asshole. <laughs> it's not the same thing as OCD. I was in Walmart and I saw a shirt that said OMG, I'm so OCD, and I was like, 
That's a little weird, right? It's like a disorder name tag. I think that the government put the shirt there so they can take us to the right camps when the time comes. That's what I think is going on. Uh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. Um, we were dating for two years and we broke up and we were like literally about to have a threesome right before we broke up. And then we broke up and it's just like kind of hard for me right now because um, I was really looking forward to the threesome. And uh, I was, I was, I, I still live with her, which is awkward. And I was talking to her and I was like, hey, and then we were talking and she was like, you don't look like you're doing too good. And I was like, yeah, I almost had a threesome, <laughs> which is so much worse than not having a threesome at all. That's like, that's like if you were at like your favorite pizza place, right? And then you were like, can I get one large supreme pizza and then they go to bring it over to you but then right before they give you the pizza they go actually fuck you you're not getting this pizza and i'm moving out <laughs> i uh my girlfriend's cool though we're, or my ex-girlfriend i guess is cool we're still friends uh sleeping next to her was hard when we were dating because she would do this weird thing where she would like stop breathing in her sleep like on her own not for me you know <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she would stop breathing and she'd make this horrible noise. She'd go, uh, I'm doing it longer than I need to because I need you guys to get how goddamn long it went on for, all right? It's fucking ridiculous. And I talked to her. I was like, hey, you should get that checked out. Uh, that's super fucking annoying, you know? She's like, yeah, it doesn't really affect my sleeping. I was like, I'm so glad. But it affects my sleeping because I can't sleep when it sounds like I'm laying next to a sad ghost every night. It's not conducive to good sleep habits. I uh, I took her out for Mexican food while we were dating once, and I kissed her on the forehead after, and she was like, oh my God, it's so sweet when you kiss me on the forehead. And I was like, uh, yeah, lady, if you didn't eat that double enchilada with extra onions, I probably would have kissed you on the goddamn mouth. I, uh, I, I haven't really had like the best luck with girls. Um, in, in high school, I went to go meet this girl's parents that I was dating, and uh, let's just call her Amber Pocket because that's her real name, you know? And uh, I went to go meet her parents, and I walk up to the house. It's a dirt driveway with cattle roaming in the front yard. Also, like, I feel like it's important to point out that it wasn't a fucking farm. It was like a townhouse in New Hampshire. And uh, walk past the cattle, and then there's a broken down truck with grass growing through it. And to complete the white trash trifecta of this front yard, there's a Rottweiler named Roscoe chained to a tree. And it looked like that area of the house was also owned by a guy named Roscoe. <laughs> Wasn't ideal. And her mom, her mom cooked us steaks, but they were very raw steaks, like very rare. And as I was eating steaks, I could just hear the cows mooing from the front yard. And I was just like, I'm so sorry about this, you guys. I know you can smell it. I know it's very raw, so I can taste it all. It's crazy. I had, I had better luck meeting uh, my last girlfriend's parents, though. They took me to New Orleans on a trip, which was fucking awesome. Um, but I had to get a suit because we were going to some fancy dinner. And I've never worn a suit before. And, like, the second I put on the suit, I was just overcome with an undeserved sense of ego is washed over me. I wanted to like do shit that like rich people do, like yell at poor people or whatever. And uh, 
I don't know, I'd be like, get a job. And they'd be like, you took out a student loan for that suit, man. <laughs> and I'm like, let me have it, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I recently learned how to cook eggs. Thank you. I'm 21 years old and I learned how to cook eggs. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought my parents were disappointed that I was going to liberal arts school for creative writing. And then I came home all excited that I learned how to make eggs. I was like, mom, mom, check this out. And I cracked an egg and then I waited. She was like, what's up? And I was like, look what I fucking learned at college. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, the reason I found out that I didn't, I, I didn't know I didn't know how to cook eggs. I hit up my friend because we were leaving early in the morning for a road trip and uh, he was supposed to cook us eggs. And he texted me, he was like, hey man, I'm running late, can you start the eggs? And then I had like a game time decision of like, do I tell him that I don't know how to make eggs? Do I just try to make eggs and look like a fucking idiot? And uh, so I, I called him because this wasn't like an over like text conversation, you know? You got to do it over the phone. I called him, I was like, I'm going to level with you, man. I do not know how to make eggs. He was like, all right, step one. Crack the egg into a pan. That's it. That's all the steps. Uh, I've been traveling a lot, and um, when you travel a lot, you got to stop at gas stations to pee, obviously. And they're always like the most disgusting bathrooms. Like every gas station bathroom just looks like Kurt Cobain's favorite place to shoot heroin. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. And uh, I don't smoke pot anymore. Like, everyone who smokes is a friend that gets, like, way too high and way too weird when they smoke. And uh, I don't have a friend like that because I am that friend. So, like, best example I can think of is that my girlfriend was like, hey, let's go to the grocery store. I was like, cool. She was like, let's smoke pot first. And I was like, uh, okay. Let's see how this shit show goes. And uh, so we go to, we're at Walmart getting groceries. I'm in the cashier line. And there's this, like, upside down umbrella above us. And you're supposed to toss your change into it. And it goes to charity. And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, yes. And I grabbed a handful of quarters from my girlfriend's purse. And in my high state of mind, I, like, over-the-shouldered it into the umbrella. That's pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah, except it wasn't. Because it missed by, like, three feet. And uh, where that three feet was is where that cashier was standing. So I don't go to that Walmart anymore. Uh... I don't think before I act. Like I was really pissed off the other day, and uh, I was driving. I was driving to a show, and I hear honking, and honking and honking, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I roll down the window, and I flip off just in the general direction of the window. I'm still looking ahead, and I go, fuck you, and then I turn and realize that I am flipping off a little kid holding a sign that says honk for autism. <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole, you guys. All right, that's going to be my time. Thanks very much. Your host is washing his hands because he lighted, he lighted the comic and then went to the bathroom. <laughs> This is funny enough. Give it up for Victor Trevino. Yeah. Give it up for Ethan Quinn, everybody. Hell yeah, Ethan. Good shit. Very funny. Um, sorry for actually trying to wash my hands instead of running up here and touching on this microphone. 
Uh, sometimes there's no soap in there, and so uh, if you see that situation, you should probably do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Comics aren't very sanitary. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently dealing with a situation. Uh, I don't know if anybody's had this situation where you lie to someone because you didn't know they were about to become your friend. <laughs> And then you're like, oh shit, they're surely going to find out that I lied to them about doing a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect me, you, and a skateboard to be in the same room together. <laughs> no, but uh, I have a more severe situation. Uh, I had sex with a girl for the first time on Viagra. I didn't let her know about it. <laughs> and so now she thinks I'm a fucking champion, guys. <laughs> it's the worst. Can you imagine what she is thinking? She saw me drink like a handle of vodka and get an erection like I don't even know of the concept of whiskey dick. <laughs> like, I've never heard the word before. <laughs> and then, like, I'm sitting there, uh, I go and vomit in her bathroom, take a shower, brush my teeth, get back to it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, like, plugging away like a hitman whose heart's no longer in the game. I'm just there to finish the job, you know? <laughs> Except the problem with the job is it can be finished multiple times <laughs> in one night. <laughs> uh, it was funny, like the next morning, I, you know, I like, had an erection, and she's like, oh, morning wood. Like she thought it was cute, you know? Like I was still into her, and I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you just do it for me. <laughs> and then we go to watch a movie, and I'm like trying to think of the driest, least sexual movie possible. <laughs> Like, can we watch, like, The King's Speech or something? <laughs> and she picked The Conjuring, uh, <laughs> an erection through the entire movie, and she thinks, <laughs> she thinks I'm a psychopath now, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was fun. Your next comic is my boy Xavier Campos. Give it up. Give it up for Victor. He washed his hands. <laughs> he was very proud of that. I was like, I'll give it to you. That was cool. <laughs> Oh man, before we get started, has anybody seen my virginity? I was talking to some woman downtown and she was like, I lost my virginity at the bar. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I've seen mine. I better keep an eye on that thing. I don't know. Oh man, what's up? Are you guys, are you doing comedy tonight? No, no, you just can't. Why did you do that to her? No, no, she did it to you. Oh, okay. So she broke her leg just like kicking your ass one day. That's a lot of fun. Oh man, oh gosh, it's good to be here. It's good to be in San Francisco. San Francisco is like the hometown of like gentrification and being triggered, right? <laughs> I think that's what gentrification. I feel like was just invented for white women, right? Like that's not a project building, Karen. That's an arts and crafts project building. This neighborhood's getting very chill. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I love being out here in the mission because every time I'm in the mission, every white person I see is in shock. They haven't seen a little Latin boy that wasn't inside of a mural in quite some time. I'm just like wandering around the mission like, I'm a real boy, I'm a real boy, freaking everybody out. It's my new favorite thing to do. <laughs> man, uh, so I'm originally from Southern California. One thing I wasn't prepared uh, when I was moving to San Francisco was how big the windows are, Like right? Like, you guys seen the windows out here? They're very big, right? Like I didn't, I didn't think much of this. I moved into San Francisco in the middle of the night, right? And I, I, my room has like this giant window in it, and like I fall asleep, and I wake up, and I, and I notice the guy across the balcony. He's just sitting there, and he's waving at me, just like, "Hey, good morning." And I was like, "That's a little strange. That's a little strange." 
I'm going to let this go on. Uh, the next morning, I was like, it can't be two times in a row. Same thing happens. I go to sleep. I wake up. Same guy. This time, he has a lawn chair and gives me the same creepy wave. Like, this is me and you, buddy. This is every day. This is every day of our lives now. <laughs> so I do the same thing any of us would do, right? I go on Amazon.com. I, I look up the cheapest curtains I can find, right? The cheapest fucking curtains I can get on Amazon.com. What Amazon.com does not realize is that I just moved to San Francisco. So these new curtains, they come to about like my belly button, right? And I don't think much. Of, I'm like, I'm a young bachelor. I can make this work, right? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then one day, like, I'm taking a shower, right? And then like I'm drying myself off in my room. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I can't see him but he can see all of me. He can see every last bit of me. And I was just like, I gave him one last shake and I was like, that's all you get, buddy. That was your last free show. <laughs> oh man, growing up is hard in the city. I think that's what we're coming to. Man, uh, like uh, the first time I moved to San Francisco though, like I, I, I was like fake deep. I was in college, right? Like you like to be fake deep in college, right? It's like, man, I was a prisoner of my hometown. I was a prisoner to my family. Now I'm in this dorm room and it's the same size as a cell. <laughs> Except there's a mini fridge and I can leave anytime I want. It's pretty chill. It's actually a very fun time. <laughs> Getting drunk all the time. It's college is great. And I was just like, okay. And then like I I like, you know, growing up continues and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to move out into San Francisco. I did uh, I was like, you know, San Francisco's very techy. Like somebody hit me up like online. They're like, hey, no, like no need for like a credit check, no need for anything. Like just come on through. You can, you can have our room upstairs. And I was like, for real? Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, send me the $1,500 now. And then when you show up, we'll show you the room. Then you can give us the other thing. The deposit's non-defundable though. And I was like, what can go wrong? Right? Like, this should be great. So I move up from Southern California back up to San Francisco. And then um, she was like, yeah, that room, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, she's like, yeah, you get this shed in the back. <laughs> and I for real, I had to live in a shed in the back because this lady had all of my money and it was very, very terrible. I got right. I heard of getting catfished. I didn't know it could happen like in a place of living. I was like, oh gosh. God, it, like, oh man. I like during that whole process, I realized there's a lot of slashes when you're looking for a place in San Francisco, right? A lot of like kitchen slash bathroom slash living room slash closet slash hallway like that's all one box and they still want that 1500 a month and I don't get it I do not get it at all oh man like that that shed I was talking about the landlord thought she was being slick right she's like there's a giant hole in the wall and she just stuffed like a bunch of tissue paper in it and anytime it get windy it would just blow like that right in the wind and that acted as my AC slash proof I was living a sad sad life you guys it was very very bad uh, but uh, I'm doing better, you know, I got, I got the big window place now, it's very good. Uh, so a little bit more about me, my name is Xavier Campos, uh, in that same place I have a twin comforter on a queen size bed. Now everything looks bigger when I'm laying down on it. For the ladies, for the ladies, right? Fellows, that's more of like a life hack, you can write that one down. Alright, small blanket, <laughs> makes it look bigger, okay. That's a lot of fun. Oh man, no. Now, now whenever I have a lady sleepover, she gets that blanket and I got to zip up this sweater. It's the best I can do. <laughs> now, wearing a sweater in San Francisco, this is what I thought a successful person looked like. I did this for you. I did this for all of you. Oh, man, I don't think I ever want to dress nice. Like, I look like I'm on like a hipster safari, right? Just doing different colors of tan. 
Oh man, I don't ever want to dress nice again though. Like um I feel like that's the key to immortality. I really do. Have you ever seen a ghost in Walmart clothes? I think not. I think not. Everybody inside Walmart, they're dead on the inside, but they're going to live forever. They're going to keep on living, man. Oh gosh, right? Like there's like the blue light special on the Fountain of Youth. It's in between like the DVD buckets and all the bathroom products. It's a silk shirt with a cat on it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. We're learning a lot. We're learning a lot in this set. Oh, oh man. Um, you know, it's no. It's November. Uh, like uh, this was like this is like a like the, around the time I first moved to to San Francisco. So that means it's like the anniversary of my very bad breakup. <laughs> so I just skipped town. And I was like, it's enough of that one. Shot up from Southern California up here. Like. Uh, I couldn't take all the fights, man. Nobody likes to get like, right? Like you, like you didn't like when she broke her leg on you. Nobody likes the fights, right? Like when I would get in a fight with my significant other, it would just like, I would get this move a lot. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, like show you like the front and back of the hand. It was like I was fighting a magician or something, you guys. It was like, as you can see, there's nothing in my hands and ta-da, something to fight about out of nowhere, out of thin air. And I'd sit there and engage in the fight in the back of my head. I'd be like, how did she do that? What do you say? Same time tomorrow. Uh, you'll be here all week because we live together. Ooh, it got bad. It got very, very bad. Oh, man, I think the strangest thing about breaking up with somebody that you live with has got to be the splitting of the items, right? That's very, very strange. Like, who bought what? Who bought what? You got to split it down the middle. This, like, I, I, I got so, I got in such a bad space, like, with my ex-girlfriend that, like, this led to her taking all of the soap out of the house. Any like soap for your hair, soap for your hands, soap for your body, all of the soap. It was in a little plastic bag. She said, I'm taking this. I bought this. By the way, clean your act up. I was like, how can I? <laughs> you took all of that soap. <laughs> and like I said, it was bad. It was very, very bad. And then uh, like it was just this, like she left me for like the strangest trip at CVS there ever was, right? The cashier lady is all fucking clowning me. She's like, oh, you need all the soap, huh? I was like, it's a long story. Please print me up my mile of receipts and I'll be on my way. Thank you so much. Oh, God. Man, this town, I feel like this town's going to chew me up and spit me out, right? Like, I, like I, got, like, I get told this a lot that I, just, I look like a sweet boy. <laughs> it's not funny, okay? It's not funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I remember one time I was at an open mic, right? Like, and I was, like, just starting out comedy and I was, like, trying to make friends, right? Like, new in the city, you know, trying out this new thing. And uh, I see this kid, and he's rolling up a little bit of weed. And I was like, oh, you know, usually how you make friends is, like, if you have weed, you can make a bigger fucking little fucking thing of weed, right? And we're friends now. So I thought, this was my master plan. This was my fucking master plan into it, right? I, um, I tell this guy, I'm like, hey, I have some weed for that if you want. And he's like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was like, okay, we'll smoke this after. He goes, yeah, for sure. And then he, he rolls it up. I get called up on stage, and I just see him walk outside and light up the joint. And I was like, what is going on? I even like Instagram messaged him. I was like, I don't know if you know or not, but you smoked that joint without me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like really, really depressed about it. And I, um, I get a call from my brother. And then he's like, how is it, how is it up there? How, how are you liking it? And I was like, oh, you know, there's some ups and downs. It's hard, it's hard making friends. It's really hard making friends in the city. And like I explained everything that happened. And he's like, dude, you got robbed. <laughs> 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 that was not your friend. 
And I was just like, oh my God, you're right. And, I, and then just like a little bit of silence went by and he was just like, you sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> my name is Xavier Campos. Thank you so much. Uh, in case you can't tell, I'm an inexperienced host. <laughs> uh, just heads up, the light means two minutes. So you can do two more minutes. I'll give you the light. Uh, another heads up is I'm very bad at keeping time, so just uh, call me out. If you, <laughs> if you want to run the light, fucking go for it. <laughs> um, uh, I recently uh, got back on antidepressants. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel good. feel really good. Every time I get back on, I feel like I forget why I stopped taking them in the first place, you know? Uh, and then, uh, then I go to use my penis, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's why I stopped taking them. I forgot. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> what kind of, like, deal with the devil bullshit is that? <laughs> it's like, you can be happy, you just can't use your penis. Like, it's like the, the Twilight Zone or something, right? <laughs> it's like the... Uh, it's a bad situation. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say about that, but uh, I don't know if anybody does this when they're sad, but uh, I like to like bask in it. So, like I'll like listen to sad songs and it'll make me sadder, but it's like feels awesome. Like, uh, like it's a good feeling. Like, I watched Toy Story 3. <laughs> uh, I'll do this thing when I'm sad where like I order like family sized portions of Chinese food, but like, not for the food though, just because I want extra fortune cookies. <laughs> And I like sit over the trash can waiting for one of the fortunes to like speak to me. <laughs> I'll sit there and I'll crack the first one and it'll be like, the universe is unfolding as it should, which doesn't mean anything actually. <laughs> That's pretty much like the it is what it is of fortune cookies, right? <laughs> like, and the next one will be like, uh, good things come to those who wait, which is great. It's not doing anything for me right now. So next. And the last one will be like, oh, this one's clearly just written a long time ago. Uh, it just says, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> that one didn't age well. Anyway, <laughs> uh, your next comedian is Ollie Horn. Give it up for him, guys. All the way from England. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. You won't be able to tell from my accent that I'm very well dressed. Um, <laughs> pleasure to be here. I love what you've done. Well, I'm done with this place. Wow, look at this. It's how did you come up with the rules? Was it like you just found people on the street and you were like, we need to build a radio station, right? Everyone just bring one item each, right? <laughs> and the rules are you can't know what everyone else has brought, right? It has to seem like it fits in a radio station and we won't reject anything. And so you just end up, is that what happens? So like someone brought a stage, you're like, oh, we've actually, we've already got a stage. We'll just put it on top of the other stage then. Don't worry about that at all. Just a double stage. Someone brought a vinyl record player. We're like, obviously we're not using vinyl record players. We've already got two. We'll just stick it on the wall then. No problem at all. Just decoration up there. Um, more than enough microphones and a lot of emergency chairs. Um, but it's working, right? Such is the drawer of this comedy club that someone who is physically disabled will crawl through the streets of San Francisco just to... I love it. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, not everyone's impressed as you are, but how far have you come to come to this club? Two blocks. Two blocks. Did you crawl the whole way? He did. Oh, so they're your crutches. <laughs> May I ask what happened? No. I may not ask. You don't want to talk about it. Is it sad? It's not a sad story. Oh, all right then. Well, 
well, I've opened a terrible can of worms, haven't I? In a way, what you've done in trying to um, encourage us to not find out about the story is really make us want to find out about the story even more. Can you just make up a story for us? Do you want to just make up a story? You don't even want to make up a story. That's, that's how goddamn awful this, um, this uh, abuse encounter was. Okay, fine. That's fine. Uh, well, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, let me uh, tell you a little bit about myself. Um, very exciting week this week uh, because uh, it's four years, right, to the month that my parents got divorced. So, normally people clap for that. Right? You know, that's, uh, but it's good, right? I think divorce is a good thing. I do, right? I, I think I'd quite like to get divorced one day. I would. Not married, but divorced. I think everybody gets divorced. They seem to have reached this frequency of happiness, right? That you just can't reach unless you get married. Um, but it's weird, right, having your parents get divorced while you're an adult, right? Which is what I was, right? Because at least if your parents got divorced while you were a kid, you know, it's definitely your fault, right? Whereas... I couldn't be so sure um, and, until um, I got a call from my parents, right? I got a call from my mum about two years after it happened, right? At the time, I was actually living abroad, right? I wasn't living in the UK. I was actually living in Japan, right? That's interesting, isn't it? That's a curveball. Weren't expecting that, were you? You know? Um, moved to Japan, by the way, and got fat. Wow, you know Japan, you know? Healthy, healthy Japan, yeah? Longest life expectancy in the world, lowest uh, death caused by obesity in the entire planet, and then all this. Unbelievable. Then I realised, right, what I should have done was eat Japanese food. That's how they get you. Um, but anyway, so I got a call from my mum, right, like two years in, and uh, she was like, Ollie, right, and that is my name. Uh, she said, so again, I need to tell you. And she said, there's no easy way of saying this, but I've got a boyfriend, right? And she used that word boyfriend, right, which is um, hard to know how to take, specifically because she said, I know you're going to come home for Christmas soon, and I'd very much like it if you would meet my boyfriend. Bit of a moral dilemma, right? Didn't know quite how to react. I had mixed emotions. On the one hand, I want my mum to be happy, right? On the other hand, I don't want her boyfriend to be happy. And that was the delicate moral maze that I was trying to navigate. But I thought, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to meet this man, right? So what I did was I flew home, right? Waited at my house, uh, or as he calls it, his house. And I think he was just as nervous to meet as I was, right? Because he pulled up the driveway, got out of his car out of his rubbish car, and he confidently put his hand out to shake. Well, he's quite a short man, he confidently put his hand out to shake. And he said in a big booming voice, you must be Ollie, I've heard so much about you. To which I responded, oh yes, you must be Richard, I've heard a lot about you. And he goes, no, Simon. What do you say? I just went, mum, I can't keep up. now, look, the reason I tell you this, right, it's not the fact that I was sad that my mum had, like, moved on and found happiness, right? It was the realisation that in those intervening two years, my mum was getting more than me. It's not a position a young man wants to find himself in. And you get very philosophical in these moments, you know? Uh, you do get philosophical. I don't want to go too heavy. I don't want to um, be too intellectual. Us British, we already have a problem of coming across as too clever. But I realised that um, in many ways, girlfriends are like trampolines. You know? I really want one. (laughs) But uh, as my mum said, I've always been too big to enjoy one properly. Um, uh, She never said that. She's she's dead. To me. But you can't be too careful, right? Recently, I was um, back in the UK. I I was having a doctor's checkup, right? 
Um, back in the UK, healthcare is free, so it's just something to do. And the doctor asked me all these personal questions, right? And he took a load of tests, and I had to come back the next week. And uh, he, he had all these test results. He looked at me, looked at the test results, looked at me again. He went, well, these results are surprisingly good. Oh, well, okay. Didn't realise that doctors could use adjectives in their diagnosis, but I'll take it. I was like, what do you mean? He went, well, you know, judging by you, like you seem like a bit of a mess, all the stuff I've heard about your lifestyle, but actually all the all seems fine, all the results. But one thing I will ask you, though, he says, um, I am going to ask you to, to take an STI test, a sexually transmitted disease test. I said, why is that? He said, well, he said, a lot of people your age, right, and I do count myself amongst those people, a lot of people your age, they're at risk, right? And he said, do you mind if I ask you some personal questions? I said, yeah, that's, that's fine. So the first question he asked me was, he said, uh, do you have casual sex? Excuse me. I'm British. My policy is smart casual. <laughs> now you found that funnier than the doctor did because the doctor then got very cross and was like, you are now wasting a medical professional's time. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why NHS consultations are free and it's not for people like you to take the mic. What are you, some kind of comedian? So he's like, please now start answering my questions seriously. All right, I'm going to ask you again, different way. Um, are you sexually active? I was like, well, I'm normally on the bottom and I tend not to move. That's what he said. Uh, this put the doctor got very cross indeed. I was like, I've absolutely reached the limit with you. This consultation was only supposed to take 10 minutes. You've done nothing but crack jokes the whole time. You're completely belittling my profession. I didn't go to medical school for seven years to hear this crap coming out of your mouth. I was like, well, with respect, doctor, I'm not wasting anyone's time. The doctor said, what do you mean by this? I said, well, I've made this entire conversation up, haven't I? <laughs> doctor said, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I said, well, I've made this dialogue, this whole doctor's visit up for a comedy routine. <laughs> so I... I'm not wasting your time because you don't exist. <laughs> and the doctor said, well, that is very clever what you're doing there. I, I see what you're doing, but do you really think that you should be doing this weird metaphysical comedy in a weird half-baked radio station in a part of town you've never been to, to an audience that frankly hasn't warmed you enough yet to take these kind of comedic risks? I went, no, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, sure. The doctor said, boy, you're very much on your own now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't plan, I didn't plan to do this joke. I didn't realize, I didn't realize people wouldn't like the joke. <laughs> today, so I shouldn't have started the joke, should I, unless I knew they're not buying it. There's like two people that get that this is funny. Then everyone else just thinks that I've, it's all fallen to pieces. Maybe, not sure whether you can actually do comedy now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So... The doctor at this point said, by the way, you've been imagining me as a man the whole time, haven't you? I went, yeah. He went, I'm actually a woman. Oh, I'm sexist as well. It's not funny. That's annoying. Um, but I do, I, do th I do think as comedians, I'll leave now. I do think as comedians that um, anyone that does comedy, anyone that stands on stage has a responsibility to, to think hard about gendered language. Right? I do, because I do think the words that we use do have consequences. Um, I think there's a lot of sexist language, um, particularly in, in my country. Why is it, right, that when a girl sleeps with loads of guys, right, we'll call her a slut, right? It's a bit horrible, right? 
But if a guy does exactly the same thing, I'm called gay. It's not fair. Um, I've been Ollie Horton. What a pleasure. Thank you very much. Good up for Ollie Horn, guys. That was great. Another round of applause. Uh, having a bit of a day. Uh, I recently tried to purchase Magnum condoms. Uh, Bank of America froze my account. <laughs> I said it was unusual purchase activity. <laughs> they sent me a text message with a bunch of emojis that were just like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, they went through my purchase act the purchase history. And I'm going to drop this joke for <laughs> for time. Um, next comedian, Nicole Turley. Give it up. She brought people. Thanks so much. All right. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for wiping your hand off. Uh, I don't know why I said that. I'm sure you, yeah, I'm sure you, yeah, you washed your hands. I, I believe you. Um, I believe you're a clean person. Yeah, everyone saw it. Okay, hi. Oh, yeah, you guys walked into a trap. Sorry. Um, so I'm Nicole. Uh, not to put any pressure on you at all, but uh, comics are very sensitive. And the set you walk out after, that comic is going to think it's your, their fault. So you're, you really hold their, their self-worth in your hands. Um, it's a lot of power. No pressure, though. Don't feel you know pressured by anything I've said. Um, just If you walk out right after my set or during it, I'll really hurt my feelings. Um, so <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Okay. No, I'm not. Anyway, uh, how's it going? Mutiny. Yeah. What is it? You said this was a half-baked radio station? I th yeah, you called it half-baked, I think, is what I heard. Um, yeah, this has got to be the most baked radio station ever. <laughs> they smoke hella weed here. <laughs> so that's what I meant. So yeah, that's, this is what I call crowd work. Um, I'm not very good at it. I'm a bit socially awkward. Uh, yeah, but it's okay. Uh, so congratulations to me. Um, this set's all going to be about me. Um, but it has been a year and a half since my last drink of alcohol, you guys. Still going. If you knew what a drunken shit show I was, you would not believe me at all. Uh, no, I don't even believe myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what I'm saying is uh, I'm sober, uh, which means I'm a total bitch now. Pretty cranky. But at least I'm not a shit show. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of things you learn about yourself when you quit drinking. Um, apparently, I'm not an extrovert. <laughs> Just totally hammered was what happened. Um, I'm an introvert, what's known as an introvert. If you guys don't know, extroverts are people that get energy from social interaction. Uh, introverts, you know, they're drained by social interaction. They need time to recharge. So if I see you and I know you and I don't say hi, it's not that I don't like you. It's just I don't have the energy to talk to you right now. Thank you. All right. Um, anyway, and also, um, I, there's this little side effect. I went through a Taco Bell drive-thru the other night, and I got three of those bean burritos. I ate them all in the span of a minute. Gross, right? Now that I don't drink, I don't have anything to blame that horrible decision on. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know. That guy thinks I'm a moron right there. That's okay. A lot of people think I'm a moron. <laughs> Half the time, I think I'm a moron. <laughs> my left brain thinks my right brain's a moron. <laughs> and they argue about it, you know? And sometimes I verbalize that argument, <laughs> and it's really awkward on Bart. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Okay, I got a confession to make. It was not hard for me to quit drinking. 
Not at all. Quitting drinking is one of the easiest things I've ever done. Seriously. Um, I didn't do it alone, though. I had the help of a program. I had, it's a program that I like to call doing every other single drug I can get my hands on. <laughs> oh, you guys, I have been popping Adderall and Oxy and Xanax all night. Uh, I hope I don't succumb to an OD because I have no idea if there's bad drug interactions. But it's going to get lit in here, you guys. Um, I got this great primary care doctor. If anybody's looking to get hooked up, see me after the show. Um, yeah. My friends are all downers, though. Nicole, that's not really sober. You're not really sober, Nicole. You know that, right? It's like, nah, I'm not. I'm alt sober. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I thought it was good in my head, which is arguing right now. Anyway, uh, what are you guys doing after this shindig? Anybody got plans? Because, you know, I got a box of whippets in my car if anybody's down. Do you guys know what whippets are? It's the little, you know, you guys, I don't have to describe them, right? Because this is a whippet, whippet friendly crowd. Um, yeah, because uh, I'm really bad at describing whippets because well, I've done too many whippets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whippets, the Tide Pods of the past. God, I think that whippets would be a really embarrassing thing to go to rehab for. <laughs> um, and exactly what I'd probably end up in there for. Um, <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Um, I don't want you guys to think that I'm like a one-sided person. Um, substance abuse is not my only hobby. Some people call them like bad life choices or bad habits. I call them hobbies because I'm a positive thinker. Uh, my friends disagree. They think I'm pretty negative and I can be a Debbie Downer. Okay, yeah, they're always telling me that I need to stop being a bitch. I need to see the glass as like, you know, half full, not half empty. And I'm like, I see the glass as pointless. I mean, you know you're going to drink the whole bottle anyway, so just skip the glass. There are only four glasses of wine in a bottle. Um, yeah. They're always asking me, if Nicole, can't you be positive about anything? Aren't you positive at all about anything? It's like, yeah, I am. I'm positive that one day everyone I hate will die. I don't hate you guys, though. You guys are awesome. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I try to endear myself to the crowd. This part doesn't really endear people. <laughs> they just think, oh, my God, take some fucking Wellbutrin. Um, I actually am on Wellbutrin. That's the one thing that doesn't screw with your sexualness. It just doesn't work very well, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it's the fucking serotonin reuptake inhibitors. You know, they, no bueno, just everyone. Um, I do know some Spanish. I know the important Spanish phrase, the most important Spanish phrase for a sexually active woman is no en mi culo. That's not in my ass. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. You're learning. See, I'm an educator. Oh, fact, that's sad. Oh, uh, my friend was telling me, Nicole, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Make it a good one. It's like if I'm going to make it a good one, it's got to be the first day of somebody else's life. Yeah, I've always thought it would be fun to be a, somebody else for just for a day, you know, like somebody rich and famous just for one day to experience what it is to be just fucking awesome, right? I think if I ever had that chance to be somebody else for a day, I would be Oprah. Yeah, God, but you know what? I would totally fuck that day up, you know? I'd probably start by getting loaded and having a three-way with Dr. Phil and Gail. I think I just made up the title for the worst porno ever. Ooh, God, get that out of your head. If I were Oprah for a day, the next day she wouldn't be Oprah anymore. You know, I would fuck up her life. You guys should see how badly I can screw up my life in one hour. Imagine what I could do with one day of yours. 
Yeah. Oprah would wake up the next day in a jail cell, full on face tattoo, seven VDs, and like the dirtiest drug test ever. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to Oprah. That's horrible. Oprah doesn't deserve that. But I would do that to Becky Frank. You guys don't know who Becky Frank is, but I do because she's this backstabbing bitch that I used to work with that slept with my boyfriend and lied to my boss and almost got me fired. And if I could be her for that day, I would just love spending that entire day just running her life into the ground. Think of what you could do with one day of your worst enemy's life. You could be their karma. Yes. I don't know what I'd do to Becky exactly, but I do know she'd wake up the next day in that jail cell with a full-on face tattoo, dirtiest drug test ever, seven VDs, maybe I'd invent some new ones, and then she'd reach into her pocket and she'd find a note from me which read, Good morning, Becky. Hey, it's Nicole. Remember me? (laughs) I just wanted to say... Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, anyway, so that met, met with silence, if you listeners can hear from home. Um, right now, the audience probably just thinks I'm crazy, um, which is fine. They wouldn't be the first people to think that. Um, let's see, uh, dangerous hobbies. Um, apparently, okay, I got the news that I'm not allowed. My friends had an intervention on me, um, and they told me that I was not allowed to bring any of my boyfriends to social gatherings. It's not fair. That's bullshit. Um, And I said, why? And they're like, because your boyfriends, Nicole, are fucking crazy. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I am dating a bipolar meth addict. I'll give you that. Uh, You know, but he's cute. Um, And okay, my last boyfriend actually almost got me kicked out of my apartment and was a drug dealer. Um, And uh, okay, I get it. Okay, they have a point. You know, I date some nut jobs. But you know, really, look at me. I'm a shit show. You know, and I want to look better. So I, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the plain girl that gets a bunch of ugly girls to hang out with her so she looks hotter. That's my dating strategy, basically, making me look normal. So I have to find some freak shows. Um, So yeah, my friends all, where do you even find these guys? Like, where do you find these freak shows? And I said, well, I date online. My friends all, what side are you on? And I said, I'm on the YouTube comment section. (laughs) Okay, thanks, I got a smile out of these folks. Thanks for walking into our trap. Um, I'm Nicole Turley, thanks. Very funny. Good, good job, Nicole. Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, is David Samuel? Is there a David Samuel here? Raise your hand. No, David Samuel. Okay, so afterwards, I guess comedians can come back up if they want to do like one or two minutes afterwards. I mean, uh, it's it's sadder that she's slowly walking away, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man, she wished she could have just slid out, right? <laughs> she, the whole time she's like, this is going to be an ordeal. <laughs> They're going to hear me go clink, <laughs> clink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for coming though. <laughs> uh, and Zach Wiseman's also not here. Is there a Zach Wiseman here? No, oh, not yet. Uh, so we have one more comedian and then two no-shows. So uh, w- tell you what, we'll do a lightning round. Uh, we, we can all, I mean, we have so much time. We have like an hour. So what we can do is put everybody's names in a basket and we'll mix it up. And then whoever gets pulled, does, comes up and does two minutes. Okay, does that sound good? All right. Is everybody good with that? Yeah. All right, I'm fucking good with it. Uh, I can kill some time if you want to... Uh, uh, this is an experiment I want to do. Uh, 
Uh, I want to uh, say my number live on air. <laughs> see if anybody's listening. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 240-752-5353. Call me. <laughs> prank call me. Shit. <laughs> I like look forward to prank calls more than these fucking robo calls that I'm getting. <laughs> like, I just wish I would get some prank calls at work. What the fuck? Like, I'm not going to trade in my car. Like, <laughs> they keep telling me, like, we want your fucking Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you didn't hear it the first time, my number is 240-752-5353. I dare you to prank call me right now or during the show. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, what would you say? Yeah, I know. So I'll take a call tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Victor Trevino. Make some jokes about that. There's a guy that's next in the bathroom. We'll see if he washes his hands. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, I work. Ah, oh, yes. Good one. My social is uh, 420, <laughs> 69, <laughs> um, one three three seven. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm killing time right now. <laughs> uh, recently, okay, so uh, does anybody understand this concept that uh, sometimes you take a poop and uh, you just have to take another shower afterwards? <laughs> like, there's just no way like you're coming back from that poop. Like, <laughs> like the whole routine over again. Like, I take a poop so nasty that I like, have to, like, clip my toenails afterwards. <laughs> Is that too much? <laughs> also, I feel like uh, butt-wiping technology has not come very far in the last uh, <laughs> decade or so. I mean, like, we're actually, like, millennia. Or, like, wait. How do you say 100 years? What, the century, right? Century. Yes. Uh feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't still be just using paper on skin right <laughs> oh wait i thought you were in the bathroom mark oh well are you high yet <laughs> cool your next comedian is very high and is uh very funny his name is mark neuer give it up thank you oh my god i'm all right I'm fucking high. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't do that to you. Someone's in the bathroom, and they're taking a straight piss. They're not even going pee. They're going pit. They're taking a piss. When you can hear it bouncing off the fucking toilet and hitting them in the kneecaps, that's a piss. When you have to change your pants, that's a piss. It's like when you go poop... You get the the feedback. The feedback. <laughs> I was going to end the joke, but yeah, you get the feedback. Was that you taking a piss in there? No. Oh, so, someone's still taking a fat piss right now. Straight shitting their dick. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it ends. I got lost. I thought I was like on a mountain for a second. I was like, oh, oh." (laughs) it's just weed. It's just weed. I can still drive. 
Jesus, I just can't look at the ground because then it gets kind of squirrely, you know? It's funny because it's not material. When it gets to the material, then it will die down. That was a piss. <laughs> you came with the ears to straight mark your territory on that toilet, darling. I wish that, I wish this wouldn't have, if nothing, I wish nothing about this was different. I wish no other person would have walked out of that bathroom ever. Ever. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you ever get so high, you gotta take three extra showers? <laughs> gotta take an extra shit. It's like a 45 minute shit. Right after a cool five minute shit. It's an equaling total amount of 50 minutes of shitting. You gotta make a phone call. You ever been that high, you gotta make a phone call. He's not on stage. He's, sh shut your fucking mouth. It doesn't matter, I will figure it out. Jesus. Go take a piss. Jesus Christ. You gotta make a phone call. You get this high, you're taking this shit, 50 minutes, almost an hour long shit, you have to make a phone call. You run out of reading material. You run out of reading material. There's not enough shampoo in the fucking world. There's only like three sentences on a shampoo bottle that are worth your time. And it's the ingredients list. I wanna know how many animals it's been tested on. I wanna know if it's safe for my fucking skin. How many penguins had to die for me to shampoo? That's what I wanna know. Is it healthy for me? If it's not healthy for me, I'm just fucking playing, Jesus Christ. No, you gotta call your little brother to apologize for calling him retarded his entire childhood. No, I'm sorry, for, you're not retarded, you just have the lazy eye, it's just one of those things. He's not really retarded, he's like half retarded, you know? Like, just the left side. <laughs> we come from the same nutsack, I'm half retarded too, I got the little dick, he's got the lazy eye. What can you do? It happens. It's full circle. It happens like that sometimes, sir. Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. You got the lazy eye and the little dick. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know. I'm <laughs> his eye is fine. I don't know about his testicles. I'm not sure. But we weren't even talking about my testicles. Sir, calm down. <laughs> what was that? My little brother. No, so... Yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm half retarded, but I'm like definitely not fully retarded. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. Like, I go to some places and they list all these things that they are in support of. I support queers and trans and immigrants and brown and black and yellow and where are the retards? Why don't you support me? Why? I don't feel, I don't feel secure and safe inside of your macaroni house anymore. Oakland. I don't feel secure coming into your macaroni house and ordering my macaroni and cheese with my sliced hot dogs and potato chips on top like I like it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna get bashed in the back of my head for being half retarded. I spent enough time in special ed, I can say whatever I want, Pikachu. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not supposed to know. But we all feel it in our soul we're supposed to know something. 
You, I could see it in your eyes. You're like, I know, I, I know something. You're looking at me like I'm fucking half retarded. I am, but you, I could see it in your eyes. I know something. You don't. No one knows a goddamn thing. I'm 23. I'm not supposed to know a fucking thing, and I have accepted that. I wake up every morning. I used to like, oh, I know something. Like I know, and you don't know a fucking thing. You look. Have you ever looked at the stars? You ever seen a star? You've seen this? Okay. You can gauge a distance between you and that star. Am I right? I didn't go to school. Am I? You can gauge it. There's a distance between you and that star. If you ever look anywhere around the star, there's just that darkness, that pit of fucking abyss of just infinity. We don't know a fucking thing. We have no idea. We have no idea. You can't, you can't, you, you don't know. Don't come knocking at my door with your books. You don't fucking know. You don't know. It's infinite. It's infinity. It goes on forever. You couldn't possibly know. It's not, it's impossible. <laughs> Do not come to my door. To, I don't care what book you're talking about. I don't want your pamphlets. I'm done. I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. This is flat. And this could be the sun. It's bright enough. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know dick. I don't know anything. I'm not supposed to. So don't come to me about your books. I'm tired of these books. I, I, Jehovah's Witness comes to my door. He, I don't want to know. The only thing I want to know is where you got your tie from. And, and, and on top of it, can I have your tie? Really? I don't want your pamphlets. I don't want them. I want your tie. I don't even have a button-up shirt. I don't own a single button-up shirt. No collars, no cufflinks. Those have been pawned a long time ago. I live in my truck. I got no time. I just want your tie. I want to wear it as a belt. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I would rather listen to you pissing than, than hear about another fucking pamphlet. The next person that comes to my fucking SUV window talking about, would you like to hear about? I don't want to know. I don't know nothing. And I'm not supposed to. This is a new bit I've been working on. It's working very well for me. I love it. Because it, it's so real. We don't fucking know. We, I don't know. We don't fucking know. Do you know? This is, no, this is a real bit. This is a real bit. I definitely lost... No, it's okay. Do you know? Uh, no, you don't know dick. Don't even try and, oh, maybe, no, you don't know. You don't know. You, I don't know what book you read. It's wrong, because it doesn't know either. And whoever wrote that definitely didn't fucking know. No, it doesn't know. I don't know. No one knows anything. He doesn't know. He has this nice camera. He doesn't know what the fuck it is. I, this, is our, this is a Joe Rogan bit. I'm not going to get into it, because I don't know if I'm going to riff on him. But he doesn't know what that is made of. I'm going to tell you right now. He's holding it. He doesn't fucking know, though. That's all I can say because anything else is probably biting Joe Rogan, but he doesn't fucking know. Because you know? I, I don't know. That's right. I don't know. He, but I know that he doesn't know either because no one knows a fucking thing. It's 2018. All I know is that if you're not eating ass, I don't know how you're getting laid. That's all I know. That's all I know. I know that my, my manager says, Mark, I want you to clean this, this t table. This isn't a table. This table so you can eat off of it. I eat ass. That's a terrible bar to set for me. Terrible bar to set for me. Horrible. I don't know how clean you want this table. There's going to be some tissue left over. 
You just move that to the side. You've never run into some tissue leftovers? N never? The, are you, you must not be getting laid. Neither of you. If you've never entered this, and, the, and I could teach you, I'll lace you up with some game. The only way to, to prevent this from being an issue, when you see that little, bit, that little bit of tissue, you just do this maneuver. It's called the copy and paste. You just, and put it the fuck somewhere else. And forget about it. If you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. It's not in reality. The mood's not ruined. She has no clue. Because as soon as you're like, you have some, she's, it's done. It's done. She has to get up and go somewhere else. And for me, I'm, fat, I'm a fat fuck. I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. My bloodstream is fucking slow. Slow. It's like sludge. It's just sludging through my fucking veins right now. If I lose my erection, good night. I either I need to go take a hot shower or watch some porn for a while. Is this too real for all of you? <laughs> is it, I'm only 23. I feel... How did I notice? How do you notice? How do I know what? I don't know anything. How do I know this? Because it's too real for me, son. Because I fuck a lot. I'm a slut. This is what we can all agree with. That's right. I fuck. That's one minute. I fuck. No, that's, oh, I'm running the light. Okay, cool. That was another bit I was going to get into. This has all been material in case anyone's wondering. It sounds like I'm off the fucking rails because I am high as fuck. Uh, and I fucking, uh, bye. Uh, <laughs> new bits by Mark Neuer. <laughs> we have it recorded. Yeah, I know. It's very cute. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have two things to do. Uh, one more comedian, and then do you guys want to do a lightning round? Yeah. Fuck, I'm down to do the lightning round. I'm down to down to round. I'm down to round. Okay, coming up next, uh, he's a regular here at the Mutiny Radio. It's a very eccentric name, and he's very funny. His name's Capital Pilcrow. Give it up. Woo! Capital Pilcrow. No. Pilcrow. My name is Capital P. <laughs> I had to put Pilcrow on Facebook because Pilcrow don't let you, or Facebook don't let you just do a letter. Y'all know what a Pilcrow is? No, I'm gonna educate y'all. First off, I'm gonna give you some drugs. No, so a pill crow. I feel like Kanye. Pill crow is you know what the paragraph symbol? It's the P with the two lines in it. That's called a pill crow. So pill crow is a symbol. Stands for something much larger. Capital. Capital is the money that you invest in a business that ain't got no money. Now, business that ain't got no money, that's called a problem. <laughs> now, me, capital P, I like to take problems, turn them into solutions. That's who I am. Like, even if this night goes terrible, I'll make something out of it. Shit, last night, there was a funeral. So guess who they called to do comedy? <laughs> Um, they actually, they didn't call me. I called them. I called <laughs> call my lady Suge, and I'm only name dropping her because she's the baddest bitch in Daily City. I called my lady Suge, and I said, Suge, you're running the open mic tonight. And she said, no, we're not. But you know what? We would love to have some capital comedy. 
we would love to have you here, right? And then she holds up the phone, and I hear people cheering and shit, and I'm like, comic? Even better. Um, people are cheering and shit, means I got my own show, because they canceled the open mic. That means I better be the headliner. So I get there, it's a whole bunch of people, dressed up nicely and shit, everybody's having a good time. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good show. Why, why is there, some people don't look like they're having a good time. What's going on? I go over to my lady, Shug. I'm like, how you doing, Shug? She's like, I'm all right. We really needed you tonight. We just came from the funeral. Goddamn. How I'm going to dress the room? It's a motherfucking funeral. I don't even know this lady. So I went up, I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this lady, and I told everybody this, it's the first thing I said, I said, I'm going to give, I don't know her, but I'm going to give her the comedian send-off. We're going to have a roast. So where the grill at in here? <laughs> hey, you got some plates, right? They didn't, they didn't take it as well as y'all. <laughs> so even if this goes bad, it can't go as bad as last night. I ain't worried, shit. Shit. Worst case, I just started some problems. I'm good at that. Not as good as some people, though. My, uh, this is why I was sad at the light earlier. <laughs> My girlfriend asked me the other day, she said, uh, would you still love me if I lost a leg? And I had to ask, which leg? <laughs> And apparently she was serious, which which tells me a lot, you know? Because if you're serious about that question, that means you plotting something. Shit, like, like I've been this, this girl three years. She do not ask hypotheticals unless she got plans. <laughs> so I got to be real careful with my answer. What I said was, uh, Caitlin, I love you for who you are. I do not need your legs for love. In fact, if you lost a leg and you ran a marathon, I'd be fuck. If you lost a leg and you walked around the lake, I'd be fucking inspired. But girl, I've been with you three years. You're going to be the wheelchair dude from Forrest Gump. This shit ain't going to work out. <laughs> like, you already, you just going to lay around the house. Even when you're moving around the house, you're going to be laying around the house. This shit don't work for me. <laughs> I can handle a stump. I can't handle a lump. Um, yeah, it wasn't funny past that. Um, I didn't. I didn't win the battle. I didn't win the war. I did win the race, though. Um, yeah, problems and solutions. I got a whole lot of problems. I got some solutions. I don't know, it's getting bad. These problems stacking up lately. I might end up like Jay-Z. 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Because if I hit 99, my bitch definitely gonna leave me. It ain't gonna end well. <laughs> For like, how you get 99? This is gonna be my last one. 99. 99 motherfucking problems. Jay, you got to stop focusing on these bitches. Start focusing on these problems. 
Because we all know Jay. We know he pissing him off, and then he's just taking care of him. How are you going to take care of these bitches and not take care of your problems? That's almost 100 problems. <laughs> Jay would have something to say, though. <laughs> give it up for your host. He didn't expect to host tonight, and he's been killing it. So give it up more for him than for me. For Victor Trevino, everybody. Thanks, Capital. Yeah, fucking that 99 problems joke is actually <laughs> it's very true. Like that's a lot of fucking problems. I cannot list. <laughs> probably have like 13 at most. <laughs> Severe ones. How the fuck does Jay Z have 99 problems? <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we've reached the end of the show uh, in terms of comics, but we're gonna do a lightning round situation. Uh, where I pull names out of this very gender-neutral basket. <laughs> I mean, it could be uh, could belong to any gender. Uh, everybody's game, right? Capital's game. Mark is smoking more weed somehow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll bring. Do you want to? Do you want to do some comedy, sir? Do I want to do some comedy? Yeah, it's just two minutes. Do you think you could talk for two minutes into a microphone in a funny way? <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> wow. um, What's your name? My name is Carlo. Carlo, cool. Yeah. Damn, that's a fucking cool name. <laughs> uh, well, we'll let you decide. You'll see the first round if you fucking feel like, uh, you know, if you get some confidence, come up. Uh, I guess I won't uh, waste your guys' time anymore. You guys ready for the lightning round? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, if you got, okay, so here's how it works. Uh, I will right now mix up the names, pull a name. If it's mine, I'll put it back, but, uh, I'll pull a name. I'll introduce you. You come up, you do two minutes as when you're done with two minutes, like I'll flash you at like 30 seconds left. When you're done with that, you pull another name from the hat and you introduce them. Okay. So it's just like rapid and it's two minutes. I'll light you at 30 seconds. That makes sense. All right, uh, without further ado, I guess I'm going to, is Mark coming? Can you get, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Mark, yeah, okay, we're doing a lightning round. Okay, hell yeah. Mark is... Yeah. Okay, so let me re-explain. What happens is, first, I'm going to mix up the names, pull a name. The person's going to come up here and do two minutes. I'm going to flash you at 30 seconds left. When you're done with your two minutes, you pull another name from the hat, and you introduce the next person, and then we're just going to keep going. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, If he gets it, we're all good. (laughs) You are not up right now. You're just... You're. He's not talking to anybody. I saw. <laughs> oh shit! Forgiving the weak dick. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. We ready? Mixing it up again. Everybody's paying attention. First comic up for the lightning round is Capital P. <laughs> So 
So, I got off a bar the other day, and I saw this retarded person in a wheelchair. And I know he laughed at a retarded person because he's an asshole, and he laughs at anything offensive. But retarded person is not offensive. You might be offended. It's not offensive. Fucking prove it. If I call him a Jew, you're going to assume I have a problem with Jews, right? But if I call him a Jewish person, you're going to assume that shit is a yarmulke right there. <laughs> or like, like if I call if I call him a black, like somebody pulled back right there. Like y'all y'all gonna assume I have a problem with blacks, right? If I call him a black person, you gonna assume that you can't see him when I turn the lights off. Like, so if I call somebody a retard, pull back. If I call him a retarded person, I'm trying. I know there are nicer things to say, but I'm West Oakland. I'm doing my best. Come on. So I got off Bart, retard in a chair, um, and he was just leaning back. And this is how I know he was retarded. Leaning back, just waving his arms like this. And I didn't know if he needed help or if he was just, like, busy being retarded, like, feeling the groove or something. But I didn't want to ask because if he's feeling that groove, he probably don't feel it too often. So I don't want to interrupt it. I don't know. I feel like that's not my place in the universe. I'm supposed to turn problems into solutions, not create problems for people with problems. I'm sorry I gave y'all some problems. I'm just going to give y'all another comic. <laughs> Hopefully they're not a problem. Give it up. Oh, yeah, this kid's a fucking problem. Give it up for Victor Trevino, everybody. Uh, so uh, I recently saw a girl walking around with a shirt that said, uh, the future is female ejaculation. <laughs> uh, what's the deal? I thought we were there already, guys. <laughs> we not? <laughs> uh, my method for... Uh, I feel like you could just like lick your fingers and go like that for a little while, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that complicated, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm getting lied to or what. Uh, before, do you lick your finger? It's it's like a checkup. I feel like it's sometimes. It feels like a checkup, you know? It's like it's like what do you what do you feel when I do this? <laughs> Is it lower? Okay. <laughs> Can you cough? <laughs> Does that do anything for you? <laughs> It's kind of weird you do like the whisper thing. Like it's it's weird asking for things during sex, you know. So like, uh, I had sex with a uh, alpha kind of woman, and uh, like during the sex, I'm like, uh, turn turn over. Like I wanted her to flip over, and she was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just kept doing it in that position. <laughs> um. Uh, I wanted to continue my gripes with uh, butt wiping technology. Like, <laughs> I feel like if I got poop on any other part of my body, I'm not going to just rub paper on it until I don't see it on the paper anymore. <laughs> like, like, I have a hairy butt. If, fucking, if I got human poop on my head, I'm not going to just be like, eh, I mean, it looks good. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Should go to Asia because of the bidets and shit? Yeah, you like, uh, yeah, okay, so I have like 15 seconds. Uh, well, I was timing myself, so let's see. Uh, next comedian starts with an X. It could be anybody. Xavier Campos, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, all right. Oh, man. You know, I've been trying to do a lot of growing up lately, right? Like, I've come to this new realization. Like, I only want to date women that wear nude color underwear. <laughs> Is there anything more mature than, like, nude underwear with, like, a little bit of lace on them? I think not. I think not. That's how you know it's a grown-ass woman. That's a grown-ass woman you're fucking with. <laughs> Oh god, no, that's the random stuff that goes through my mind at a laundromat, right? <laughs> oh man. The laundromat is the is like the exact place, right? That's the exact place you see how far women are taking the whole animal print thing. Right? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the animal print thing, by the way. Every once in a while though, you'll see a woman empty out her hamper and Noah's Ark just comes spilling out. She's got two of everything. I work up a little bit of courage. I was like, how much of that do you really need? And she would like, looks at me with a straight face. She goes, enough for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> I was like, easy, you gotta chill. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, you know, this year in the news, uh, it came out that Bert and Ernie came out as a homosexual couple, right? And we as the American people just said no. <laughs> We're like, hey, get back in the closet and keep singing me songs. There's fucking kids around, for God's sakes. By the way, where are your friends? You know, the guy that lives in the trash can and the pig and the frog that seem to be fucking each other? You know, the normal gang. The normal gang. Where are they at? All I'm saying is having two gay friends from the, from the city is the most normal thing happening on Sesame Street. Anybody in San Francisco can tell you that shit. That's a fucking guarantee. Oh, my God. Ah, so, man. All right, let's let's, let's do this. <laughs> oh my God, we're in for a treat. Everybody, make it really loud for Ollie Horn. Um, I'll tell you a story about a British girl. Uh, so I met this very attractive girl uh, on Tinder, um, and uh, I've only got two minutes. So all you need to know is that one thing led to another, and that one thing was a meal, and that other thing was rumpy pumpy. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> And a uh, very weird happen thing happened, right? Because like, we got back to mine. And you know those moments in life where you meet someone and it's like kind of like written in the stars that you're going to be getting on? You know, you know, like you meet someone, it's like really exciting, kind of like imagine the next days, weeks and months in their company. And I got really excited about meeting her and I kind of knew that she would end up back at mine that night. Not in like an ungentlemanly way, but just like I was being really British and kind of like quite, you know, reserved and witty and almost like quite charming. And on the other hand, she said to me on Tinder that she would sleep with anyone. So I was like, what a match made in heaven. Haven't the stars aligned? Um, and like, I, I won't tell you like all the details. Um, my best friend, he watches a lot of my shows. And he says, I shouldn't talk about sex on stage because the audience has to imagine it. Um, and that's horrible, he says. He, says you know, he said he'd rather imagine his own parents having sex than imagine me having sex, which is a nasty thing to say because his dad's dead. Um, well, I, so I, right, so I, I was at it with this girl, right? Very, very attractive girl, and I was doing an excellent job. You're just gonna have to trust me on that one. And we got to that magical moment where she, like, she grabbed my face and she said, Ollie, and that is my name. She said, Ollie, say my name, right? Now, I had a very clever response for this, right? Because I said, no, right? Because it's all about consent these days, isn't it? And so, just say my fucking name. And I was like, I won't be saying that. She went, you've forgotten my name, that's what it is. I said, I haven't forgotten your name. And this is 100% true. I said, the reason I can't say your name is because you have the same name as my mother, right? That's true, right? There should be a setting for that, shouldn't there? You should be able to filter. And she went, I bet you said that to all the girls. I was like, well, yeah, if the girl's called Karen, I would say that to them, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways, we, we got at it, and she was like, "Look, it's just my thing. I can't, I can't climax unless I hear my name." And I was like, "Well, I won't be saying it." She went, "You're gonna have to." And if there's one thing you've learned about me tonight, is even in the, even in the worst circumstances, I try my best. And so we were at it, and she was like, "Just say it, just say it." I was like, "I really don't think I can." Just say it. Stop thinking. Just stop thinking. It's sexy. Just say it. I was like, "Don't think I can." Just say it. I can't. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. And I panicked and I shouted, "Mummy!" Um, you know, it's not it's not wrong, is it? Okay. Nicole, you next. Big round of applause. Yeah, I'm the one that walked the room earlier. Yeah, let's give her two more fucking minutes. All right, you guys. Um, I read this inspirational quote the other day. Um, said, um, one of the main things you have to do to stay happy is to let go of what's making you sad. My boyfriend was making me sad, so I let him go off a bridge. It was more of a push, actually. <laughs> How's it going? I'm psycho. Anyway, um, I don't do anal. Sorry, guys. Um, I, I used to like it. I got burnt out on it um, by a boyfriend. Um, I won't bore you with the details uh, involving a sadist ex and a pig nose, but um, yeah. And um, I, th I think uh, I feel about anal a lot, a lot how men feel about having a baby. You know, they'll only do it if they really love the girl, you know. Um, I don't think I could even do anal anymore, even if I really liked the guy. You know, I think I'd have to get him a second girlfriend. Um, see, guys, if you date me, you can have a second girlfriend if you want anal. Isn't that awesome? Um, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be with me? Um, I might kill you, but you can have a second girlfriend. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think you'd have to have a second girlfriend, and we could, like, call her his butt buddy, you know. <laughs> my friend was all, I have this friend that loves anal, um, and she She's like, Nicole, you gotta try anal again. It's great, give it another chance. I'm like, no. But how about you can be my new boyfriend's butt buddy? All right, I got the light, you guys are in luck. Do we have any more names in this hat? We do have another name in this hat. Who is it, who is it, who is it? It's Mark Neuer, you guys. Even more stoned, yes. Can I have my name? Yes, you can have Thank you. My Here's my $2 donation. It's my name, it's worth money. Hey, uh, it's weird being attractive. Cause I used to not be, I used to be a fat fuck. Now I'm fat fuck light. <laughs> I'm like fat fuck diet. I feel like it's my time to be attractive cause everyone has a underlying fetish for Cartman from South Park. <laughs> I have the beanie and the boots to match. I am, I am a fucking fucking method actor, ladies and gentlemen. I am in character every day. I have the emotionally abusive relationship with my own mother. It's fantastic. I'm the perfect Cartman boyfriend. It's like the whole world was like, God, I want to fuck Cartman. And God was like, here's Mark Neuer. My mom had a stroke, uh, three strokes on Tuesday. They were minor, minor strokes. Not major, so they're minor. She has like this little, little like, she has like, the stroke face covers the bitch face is all I'm going to say. It's, I'm glad we're smiling for her because she can't smile anymore. It's really, it looks weird. She just shouldn't. <laughs> Medically. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, fucking, uh, yeah, dude. I feel like if your girlfriend doesn't fart in front of you, she's definitely cheating on you. It's with me. We're just fucking and farting. Farting and fucking. 
watching Friends on Netflix, farting the theme song. I got tags forever for this fucking joke, you know? That's what it sounds like for me because I have a loose asshole. <laughs> I can even do the claps. Ah! If I could actually twerk, that oh my god, the, the bit would be so great. There's my light. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for your next comic? Oh, there is, wait, we've already gone through the cycle. We're going to clip shut it down. Those are just random names that are put back in. You can, I mean, say them, whatever the fuck. Capital ca Compost, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot, guys. That is the end of our show. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Thanks so much. Thanks for participating in the lighting round. That was super fun. It always is. Thank you, Carlo. We're uh, we're here Friday nights. Usually, like you missed most of the show. It was like there's a bunch of other comedians here, and it's just uh, longer sets. But thanks for coming out. For sure. Thanks. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's our show. Uh, thanks for coming out, everybody. All the comedians, all the audience members. You were very nice. This is my first time hosting. I felt good about it. Give it up for Capital. He's on the boards back there. <laughs> Uh, and uh, good night to everybody listening on the radio. My number is 240-752-5353. Call me, I dare you. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Good night. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. <laughs> she runs this bitch. We wouldn't have this show without her. It is Pam Tastics Comedy Club. So give it up one more time for Pam Benjamin, and then give it up for yourselves for coming out tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great night. Forty-four different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com
come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. (laughs) 
don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media. M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter. Podcast, MOV Podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, was, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 
five days all here at Mutiny Radio 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, five days. Amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Flat Black Plastic, it's special Tuesday afternoon version that's going to be subbed in on Saturday, so who knows what's going to happen, whether you know. From the weed, in a country garden, a lovely rose looked down upon a common weed and said, you are an unwelcome guest economically useless and unsightly of appearance. The devil must love weeds. He made so many of them. The unwelcome guest looked up at the rose and said, Lilies that fester smell far worse than weeds, and one supposes that goes for roses. My name is Dorothy Perkins, the rose said haughtily. What are you, a beetle weed, a bladder weed, a beggar weed? The names of weeds are ugly. And Dorothy shuddered slightly, but lost none of her pretty petals.